the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'll bet you a million bucks. That's what WikiLeaks said to The Guardian just a little while ago. It was just a little while after The Guardian had broken a story about Paul Manafort. You remember Paul? He's in prison somewhere in solitary confinement to keep you safe from his meanness or whatever. They're protecting you from him. Anyway, uh, the the claim, Guardian has a story claiming that Manafort had met with Julian Assange. That's the guy from WikiLeaks uh, in the Ecuadorian embassy back in March of 2016. Now, that would be just before the Democrats sprung the um, emails. Um, just before, I'm sorry, WikiLeaks sprung the Democrats' emails uh, with John Podesta and everybody on there, and it kind of threw things into a tizzy for the election. And I think Hillary, I'm, I'm pretty sure Hillary's still running around claiming that's the reason she lost. Anyway, the Guardian says it has sources that say Manafort went there in 2013, 2015, and then again in March of 2016, and... Um, of course, the Im- implication here is that uh, Manafort somehow had something to do with the releasing of the emails. He was with the Trump campaign at the time, and uh, they'll somehow, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of a tie-in or they'll attempt to tie something in with the Russians because it was the Russians who uh, supposedly hacked the Democrats' emails. And that's why WikiLeaks got a hold of it. Anyway, if you're not sick of this by now, uh, congratulations. But anyway... Um, WikiLeaks is, uh, this is what WikiLeaks said. Uh, first of all, Manafort's lawyers say it's not true. But here's what WikiLeaks said. Remember this day when the Guardian permitted a serial fabricator to destroy the paper's reputation. WikiLeaks is willing to bet the Guardian $1 million and its editor's head that Manafort never met Assange. Now that, uh, the serial fabricator is apparently Luke Harding, one of the two reporters on the Guardian story. Here's what Manafort said. This story is totally false and deliberately libelous. I have never met Julian Assange or anyone connected to him. I have never been contacted by him or anyone connected with WikiLeaks, either directly or indirectly. And he says he's considering legal retaliation. Now, who do you believe? And again, do you wish this would go away? I do. I have another story here about Bob uh, Mueller having emails between writer Jerome Corsi, who's been called a conspiracy theorist. Uh, he's a conservative writer. And Donald Trump's buddy, Roger Stone, who was an advisor on his campaign. And it's so convoluted and, and um, um, I, I don't know. I just I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it. And it just, it's just kind of a new story. It's kind of hot off the presses. I have it right here. Um, two months before WikiLeaks released emails stolen from the Clinton campaign, right-wing conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi. If he was a liberal, there's no way it would say left-wing. But anyway, right-wing conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi sent an email to former Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone. This is from NBC News, by the way. Uh, sent sent uh, from an email f- to former Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone anticipating the document dump, according to draft court papers obtained by NBC News. Uh, word is, friend in embassy planned two more dumps, Corsi wrote on August 2, 2016, referring to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, uh, according to the draft court papers. One shortly after I'm back, second in October, impact planned to be very damaging. What does it mean? I don't know. But it does mean that, uh, I mean, so the, the emails were out there, and somehow the... Somebody connected with the Republican campaign was made aware of emails that made the Democrats look like the hypocrites that they are. And so the the Republicans were thrilled to get the emails. Unless there's some evidence that the Republicans did something illegal to get the emails, 
or that uh, they, you know, the they were in cahoots with the Russians, which it's been two years now, and they haven't been able to prove that. I mean, have, have you had enough of this? I don't know. You know, a, a couple of months ago, um, uh, Tucker Carlson on his show said, "Just, in, just, just if you guys want to impeach Donald Trump, just do it. Just, just do it." Let's let's have this all out instead of this back and forth with uh, people making one outlandish claim, maybe true, maybe not, and then immediately the person about whom the claim was made coming out and saying it's total BS, not true. I'm going to sue you. Let's put it all out in front. This is what Tucker Carlson said. Let's do it in front of uh, a Congress in an impeachment, and let's get it over with. You know, Bill Clinton was impeached, but he still remained president. You got to convict him in the Senate. So just impeach him. Let's get it over with. What do you got? Put it out there and be done with it. And let's get on to something else. Well, we're going to get on to something else when I come back. The closing of the GM plants, what it means. The president is upset. It affects a lot of people not too far from here in the Shenango Valley up there around Sharon, uh, Youngstown area in the Shenango Valley. So we'll do that when we come back with a, a man from the Heritage Foundation. Stick around. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, defeating America's enemies with no apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Most couples begin the retirement journey with some common questions. Have we saved enough for our retirement dreams? When does it make sense for us to take Social Security? How do we know if we have too much in the market? How does the new tax law impact our financial plan? Do you have similar questions? Join Kurt Kenotic of Accurate Solutions Group for a conversation about retirement's most common concerns. You'll learn a lot, and all you have to do is register. But seating is limited, so don't delay. Go to asgseminar.com, pick the date and location that works for you, and reserve your spot today. That's asgseminar.com. Start your retirement planning process with Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group. Register now at asgseminar.com. That's asgseminar.com. And for more information on your retirement questions, don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane, Saturday mornings at 10. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side -side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? 
One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright, and you always sleep tight. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I'm sure you've heard by now that uh, some bad news for a lot of people who work for General Motors, including uh, in the plant not too far from here, uh, Lordstown, and it's um, they, a lot of people are going to be looking for jobs, apparently, and a lot of people are upset about it, including, uh, and they should be if they work there, but uh, whose fault is it? What are they going to do about it? Um, Donald J. Trump is not too happy about it. He tweeted, very disappointed with General Motors and their CEO, Mary Barra, for closing plants in Ohio, Michigan, and Maryland. Nothing being closed in Mexico and China. The U.S. saved General Motors, and this is the thanks we get. Uh, we are all now looking at cutting all GM subsidies. So uh, let's see what that means. We're going to talk to Steve Moore of the Heritage Foundation. He's the Distinguished Visiting Fellow for Project for Economic Growth at the Heritage Foundation. Steve, thanks for being here. Hey, my pleasure. So uh, you heard what I'm sure you've heard what the president has said about this. Um, is he uh, is he justified in being upset? Should should American taxpayers be upset because of the billions of dollars that uh, were given to General Motors not too long ago when they were bailed well, out? We should we should, we should never give uh, um, billions of taxpayer dollars to any company. I'm, I'm I'm opposed to any and all forms of corporate welfare. So you know the mistake was giving them money uh, at all, and they shouldn't. Uh, Corporations should not be on the taxpayer dole, right? right. Uh, but look, you know, this is um, a sad thing. You know, I, I hate to see a plant close, and that will, um, you know, have a very negative effect on these families that are affected by this. Um, but the good news is, look, we're not running out of manufacturing or construction or blue-collar jobs in this country. We have, you know, for this one or two plants that are closing, you know, we've got scores and scores of new plants opening up all over the country. We've created, this is not what, what the media is not telling you, is that, you know, since Trump was elected, I talk about this in my book, Trumponomics, since Trump was elected, we've created a mil- nearly a million new construction and mine, uh, manufacturing jobs. So these jobs aren't disappearing. In fact, when I go around the country and talk to manufacturers, they say our biggest problem is we can't find workers. So, it, it, you know, look, this is going to be a disruption to these folks' lives, and I hate to see it. And, you know, my prayers and thoughts go out to them. But you know, if you've got a good, useful skill in this economy, you'll be able to find a new job uh, pretty quickly. Was was this inevitable? Good question. I mean, you know, I was reading uh, what the uh, the CEO of uh, GM said, and uh, she basically said, "Look, you know, the, the, this uh, plant was, um, you know, building a car that we're, you know, our sales are down on this." And she said, "We're going to reinvest the money we saved from, you know, closing down these particular plants." You know, new uh, you know driverless cars and uh, you know maybe electric vehicles and other kind of you know twenty first century autos. So it's not like the money is <laughs> going away. They're gonna it's gonna be reinvested in other plants. You know, in other places around the country. So, and by the way, this is we as economists call, talk about creative destruction. That you know. Uh, out with the old and with the new, and that's essentially what this is. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, minimizing the effect this will have on people's lives. But you know, old plants shut down and new plants, uh, you know, open up all the time. That's that's, you know, I guess a painful way of saying we have economic progress. Yeah, I heard somebody saying that um, every job, just at the Lordstown plant, for example, in Ohio, uh, every job, and you, you can tell me if you, if you buy this, yeah. every every job there would. W- w- would lead to seven other jobs in that area of Ohio. So that, you know, if someone loses his, people losing their jobs there mean that the restaurants are going to be shutting down because nobody's going to be going there after work. And you know what I mean? So how much? Yeah, look, uh, yeah it, could, it could have a negative effect on the, you know, the jobs in the locality. But remember, we've created a million manufacturing and construction jobs. So if that, if that equation works out, then you're talking about, you know, six million additional jobs right. have been created by the million. So, yeah, you know, there is a there is a kind of echo effect from a plant. Let's say in Youngstown, Ohio, certainly the restaurants and the and the uh, retail stores and so on will be affected there. But overall, we've got a very very healthy economy. This is the kind of healthiest economy we've had in thirty years. We have seven million more jobs today than people that can fill them. So it's it's uh, it's a good good uh, market 
if you're a worker looking for a job, probably the best market since the mid-1980s. Of course, the, nobody in, the, who's lost their job or about to lose their job at General Motors wants to hear that, but it's the truth. I've lost my job before. It's a painful yeah. you know, thing. No question about it. I'm not, I'm not trying to at all um, you know, minimize the, the effect this will have on people's families, and they may have to move out of you know, Youngstown, Ohio, and move to other places where the jobs are, and that will have a negative effect on those communities. And you know, that's been the case for many, many years now. You know, my point is, even many you know, auto jobs, we're seeing um, you know, auto plants. Earlier this year, an auto plant moved from Mexico City to Michigan. I mean, when was the last time that happened? Yeah, well, what do you what do you think about uh, just in the president's tweet where he he makes reference to that where he says, "Hey, yeah, you closed them in Ohio and Michigan, but I didn't see you close any in Mexico and China." Is that just a? I mean, he does he know what he's talking about there? Is that just a tweet tweet? Well, I'm not exactly sure what he meant by that. I mean, you know, look, we are producing a lot of uh, uh, auto jobs in the United States. By the way. Uh, a lot of the auto jobs that are produced in the United States are not in Michigan or Ohio. They're in Texas, and they're in South Carolina, and they're in Alabama, and they're in Florida. So a lot of the auto, and by the way, those are companies like Mercedes and com- companies, uh, you know, uh, like Honda and Toyota that have plants. You know, they, these are not the big three. These are foreign uh, automakers that are producing jobs in the United States, and that's a good thing. So I always say we're not losing jobs in the auto industry, we're losing some of the jobs, but you know, Ford and General Motors. But even there, it's a pretty positive picture. I mean, look, there are a lot of areas of the country where there's a big shortage of skilled labor, and so you know, I just I feel like it will be a disruption to these people's lives for for sure and their families. But it's not like we're in a, you know, it's not like it was in the 1970s, you know, when, you know, if you lost your job, there were no other jobs to find. I mean, I remember I graduated from college in 1981 and you couldn't even get a job as a burger flipper as a, with a college yeah. degree back then. So it's a lot, it's a lot better, uh, you know, overall economy. And we've got, uh, you know, the mining jobs are back, manufacturing, construction, I and mean, everywhere I go in the country, I, I travel from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. Every every city you go to practically has you know cranes in the air with new uh, buildings going up, new factories, new warehouses. So um, don't let this one story of these three plants closing down you know, splash cold water on an otherwise very hot economy. Well, I won't let that one story do that, but I can think of a bunch of people in the media who are going to do it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've been on CNN twice already today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Trump economy is crumbling and so on. Yeah. I'm like, come on. What are you talking about? This is the best job market we've seen in, you know, since Reagan was president. And, you know, we've got, you know, it was Trump, it was Obama who said, you know, Trump's never going to bring back the manufacturing jobs unless he has a magic wand. And they said, right. well, maybe he does have a magic wand because a lot of these jobs are back. And, you know, it's not just the auto. We're even, you know, bringing steel jobs back. The chemical industry is doing well. Our auto parts industry is doing well. Now, the problem, you know, I've been very, you know, I, I like Trump. I help work with him. That's why I wrote the book Trumponomics, because it's about, you know, the job that Larry Kudlow and I did working for him. Uh, but I don't, I think the steel tariffs have actually been a problem. And those have contributed to this issue of, um, you know, some of the lost jobs, because it's made it, you know, if you have to build a car in the United States with more expensive steel, that puts you at a competitive disadvantage. So I think Trump should reconsider those aluminum and mm-hmm. uh, steel tariffs. I don't think they, I think they may end up costing more jobs than they save. Uh, have you dealt directly with President Trump on economic issues? Yeah, that's what I thought. Of course, yeah. I worked yeah. for him. I, I was a senior economic advisor. Larry yeah. Kudlow, who's now the you know the National Economic Council chairman, and I were the two senior advisors to the campaign. And so I've talked to him a lot about this stuff over the over the last three years. So uh, what what is his – I mean, people who don't know him and only know him as the public persona, the president and uh, the Donald and, and all the stuff before he became president – and, you know, as he was emerging as a possible candidate and then became a candidate and then became president, uh, the one thing people would say was, well, you know, the guy's pretty good at running a big business. So, you know, maybe we need that kind of a guy. How much does he know about business and how much did he well, know coming in, aside from his own business? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I know that. Absolutely what you mean. And 
uh, when when we're done with this interview, I'm going to send you Trumponomics because it, that's what the book is all about. That's so what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Make sure make sure your booker you know get, gets me your address because it really is a. It, we talk a lot about how Trump. The reason Trump won the election was precisely because he was a businessman. He wasn't a career politician. You know, we replaced a community organizer with a guy who knew how to run businesses and very effectively. And I think that was. And, and that's what he's brought to government as a businessman's perspective. And, you know, when I always say, you know, if you're a pro-worker, you have to be pro-business, right? Because you, right. you don't have jobs without businesses and employers. And uh, the economic revival that we're seeing right now in this country, which is phenomenal, is in no small part because Donald Trump has brought these business principles. And we talk a lot about that in the book that, you know, Trump, uh, he's not ideological like Ronald Reagan was. And I knew Ronald Reagan as well. And I love Ronald Reagan. And Reagan was an ideological conservative. Uh, Donald Trump is not ideological. He's just common sense. He's just business. You know, how does a business work? Does this decision, I know how I would run the, you know, the business. I want to run the country like a business. And, and it, that doesn't always work out, but it certainly works pretty well in terms of uh, making common sense decisions on taxes, on regulations, on, you know, producing American energy. You know, when we're talking about the economy, I left out talking about we're producing more oil and gas now than any other country in the world. It's amazing. We're, we're the new Saudi Arabia of oil and gas. And uh, we're talking to Steve Moore, uh, Stephen Moore of the Heritage Foundation and author of the book Trumponomics. Um, listen, uh, uh, how, uh, how, will, how can he get people to believe in him as a, an economics guy as much as you do? I mean, aside from just results, because even the results. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, it is. But people say, I don't like economics. I don't like it's not really an economics book. It's more about how he thinks and how he operates and how mm-hmm. he turned around the economy. There's no, there's no mathematical equations or anything like that in the book. But, uh, look, I think people get it instinctively. I went to the rallies. I don't know if you ever went to any of the Trump no, rallies. Huh. But, you know, those were blue-collar people who said, I'm tired of the, the politicians lying to me and, and self-serving people who don't really care about you know, and I got to tell you, one of the things Donald Trump always said to me when we were in the meetings with him on, you know, helping devise the economic plan, you know, he'd say, well, this makes sense. He said, but he'd say, Steve, Larry, how is this going to affect, you know, the blue collar worker in America? How is this going to affect that steel worker in Pennsylvania uh, or, you know, the auto you know, worker in Flint, Michigan or the, the, you know, the coal miner in Charleston, West Virginia? This is a president who cares deeply, deeply about middle-class America uh, in their families. And that's why the left has told this lie that he just cares about rich people. You start to say, rich, I, I know rich, a lot of rich people, they can take care of themselves. we got to help the average worker who hasn't seen a pay raise in 20 years. And now we're seeing with this very tight labor market, you know, workers are starting to get raises now. And that's a very positive thing. And he used to also talk about small businesses. He said, yeah, we, we're going to help the corporation, sure, because we want them to succeed. But we also, he'd say, I want to make sure that this tax cut is available to the 27 million men and women who run the small businesses of this economy. So there's this idea that he cares about the rich and powerful. No, he cares about working class Americans. And do they, uh, do the working class Americans? I mean, they voted for him, but um... yeah, they sure did. And they, you know, it's so, so interesting if you look at this last election where Republicans, you know, did not do very well, obviously. The Democrats cleaned up in the in the very poor areas, and they they the Democrats did very well in the very wealthy areas, which is funny because they always say the Democrat the Democrats always say the Republicans are the party of the rich, right. but they're the ones who carried all the rich districts. It was the it was the blue collar times. I mean, Youngstown, Ohio, you know, went for the Republicans and switched a Democrat to a Republican, whereas the suburbs. You know, the wealthy suburbs tended to vote uh, Democratic, but I think they're going to swing back to the Republicans because, you know, working, you know, uh, soccer moms and working mothers and, you know, with a um, upper middle class, they care about their finances. And, you know, Donald Trump has done wonders for the American people who have more money in their pockets now. I am up against a hard break, and I don't know if you can do this in 30 seconds, but one of the things that scared me that I saw was that somebody in Canada wrote that it would be a good idea for Canada to take, uh, start its own automobile company. Start making. Go you know. ahead. Let them do it. <laughs> Competition is a good thing. I'm all for it. All right. Hey, Steve, I appreciate you being on. Thank you very much. Good luck with the book right. Trump- Trumponomics by Stephen Moore. Thank you. Have, have a happy holidays. Yep. Okay. Yep. You too. That's Stephen Moore. And we're out of time? Oh. Oh, we got 30 seconds. Okay. Well, when we come back, I'm going to talk about tear gas. Oh, what else do I got here? I got a lot of stuff here. I got um, America Stinks. And the ecologists think that. Millennials think America stinks. Got a millennial in there on the producing the show. I don't think she thinks America stinks. 
but apparently a lot of them do on college campuses. We'll talk about that when we come back. Great to have Stephen Moore. We'll be back right after this on AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. There's much upset about yesterday's announcement that General Motors is cutting some 14,000 jobs and shutting down five auto plants. White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow says the timing of GM's announcement is disappointing, especially after President Trump struck a new trade deal with Canada and Mexico. He believes, as uh, frankly the Prime Minister of Canada, Trudeau, believes, that the USMCA deal was a great help to the automobile industry and to auto workers. And yet, GM comes in right after the deal. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 108 points to close at 24,748. The Nasdaq rose a point. The S&P advanced nine. And crude oil down seven cents. It continued its drop, closing at $51.56 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. Hi, we're here with Alexander Green, four-time best-selling author and chief investment strategist of the Oxford Club. Alex is a stock-picking legend. He calls six of the best stocks of the past 20 years, including Apple, Intuitive Surgical, Netflix, Varian, Amazon, and Celgene. Now, Alex, I understand you're targeting a new stock. Yes, it's a cutting-edge tech company making blockbuster deals. I'm talking about $450 million with Nokia, $395 million with Microsoft, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. The company is set to create... 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump himself even calls what they're doing the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of it because this $3 stock trades under a secret name. Alex just got on stage in front of a packed crowd to talk about this secret stock, and you can see his free presentation at OneStockRetirement.com. Don't wait on this. We expect the stock to make big national news on December 17th. Go to OneStockRetirement.com now. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. How will you react to a natural disaster or random act of violence at your church, school, or daycare? You'll react the way you're trained. This is John Sikoyan, owner of Command Excellence. Join me November 29th for Salem Media Safety and Security Conference at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Along with security experts from local law enforcement, the FBI, and district attorney's office, our team will help you identify areas of risk and show you how to respond in order to keep your congregation and children safe. RSVP now at TheAnswerPDH.com. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Had a pretty good amount of volume all around the area, and we continue to see a heavy ride 
on the outbound Parkway East from Bates Street to Edgewood Swissvale. Slow inbound from Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Some volume on the Parkway West outbound from Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. That's busy outbound 28 Veterans Bridge to 40th Street and Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. Also seeing construction ongoing 51 at Elizabeth Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Brisk and cold tonight. We'll have intermittent snow leaving a coating to an inch in most places. More in the laurels. So watch for slippery travel if you're out, especially in the mountains. Low will be 26 tonight. Blustering cold tomorrow. Clouds and snow showers continue. The high will be near 30. We thank you weather. Real feel closer to 20 most of the time. Cold with lingering clouds tomorrow night. Low 23. Cloudy, not as harsh Thursday with the high 37. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250. The answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So we don't mess around here on the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Uh, Stephen Moore of the Heritage Foundation, author of um, the book Trumponomics and also an economic advisor to Donald Trump, his own self. Um, pretty good take on uh, the closings of the plants. Nobody wants to hear that in the places where the plants have closed, of course. But his point is that there are six million other jobs that have been created, and uh, and of course, uh, as I when I asked him about it, he said he's already been on CNN a couple of times today, and they're already declaring that Trump's um, economy is ready to go down the toilet. So uh, you know, hey, if you're if you're out of a job because of it, it you feel that way. But you know, reality is reality, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. But uh, it was good to have him on the show. Now. Um, there's a, uh, an election going on as we speak in Mississippi, and um, Cindy Hyde-Smith is running uh, in that um, election against uh, Steve Espy, and, or is it Mike Espy? What's his name? Espy's his name. Um, uh, anyway, I, I, don't think that, um, I don't think that Cindy's going to be the brightest bulb in the Senate when she gets there. Uh, but then not, she's going to be a Republican, and she's probably going to win. But she said she's had some she's made some yeah she said some stupid things. Um, one of them was a reference to a public hanging, which in in Mississippi, of course, everybody turned that into uh, something racial and uh, compared it to lynching. And we'll get into that in a second. But I just want to let you hear what was going on on was this today or last night, Aaron? Last night on CNN on the Don Lemon uh, CNN Tonight Show. This is uh, a Scott Jennings and Max Boot, who's a, uh, a Republican about the same way that Joe Scarborough is a Republican. He's a former Republican. But they're going at it here uh, about uh, that election that's going on there today between uh, with Cindy um, Hyde-Smith, who's probably going to win, but said some stupid things. Are you surprised, though, Scott, in all honesty, You'd have a president of the United States and, and a president openly supporting someone who has made those comments without any good explanation, except for the obvious as to why she made them. Uh, no, I mean he's a Republican president. He wants a Republican senator. It would be a huge embarrassment for his party to lose this seat, and he loves to campaign. So I'm not at all surprised Scott, he's in Mississippi. Scott, can I just jump in here because we've had these kinds of Scott? Can I just jump in here? We've had these kinds of discussions before where you offer this kind of values-neutral horse race analysis of what should hey, Max, be extremely disturbing. Hey, brother, disturbing listen, brother, I don't to answer to you, okay? Let me we finish come on these my shows, comments, Scott. And you, you, have and your you jump all over me. I don't answer to you, Max Boot. You left the Republican Party. I don't answer to you. I talked to Don Lemon. I don't answer to you, Can I please make my comments, Scott? Is this your show, or can I make a comment Yeah, you interrupted me, so I'll interrupt you back. Let him finish. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead, Max. Sorry, go ahead. I'm interrupting them because I don't want to hear any more of this. But that's kind of what went on, and it went on and on about the public hang. But here's the thing. Um, she made the comment about um, uh, someone – she was at, at an event, and she was speaking for about 25 minutes, and that was one of the comments she made. It's a 12-second clip that, uh, that got national attention. She said that if a, a certain supporter that, of hers uh, – she was referring to him, but she, he had said that he supported her, and uh, he was a Mississippi politician. I forget who it was, but it doesn't matter. But she said uh, that um, – if if this certain supporter invited her to a, quote, public hanging, she would be on the front row. Now, ever since she said that, which is kind of a dumb thing to say, I don't know where that expression comes from, public hanging, um, but it has nothing to do with lynching, okay? Just because it's in Mississippi and she's a Republican, it had to be immediately turned into something racial and racist. Um, 
she was referring to a public hanging, which uh, I don't get, you know, the, the reference. Like, uh, the, I like this guy so much I'd attend a public hanging with him. I don't get that at all. But to, to, to turn that into someone who's making light of lynching. First of all, if you, if you just would think about it for a second, a lynching is not a public hanging. It's not anything but. A public hanging would be an execution. And uh, when, when, a, when a horrible lynching occurred in the South or anywhere... There was no front row. There were no seats, okay? They, it, you know, you didn't, you didn't attend it as if it was a, an event. It kind of just happened, and it was a horrible thing. And everybody, I think, agrees with that now. Um, so it, it's just so phony and hysterical. And I don't mean hysterical, funny hysterical. I just mean his, just the hysterics of it uh, to, to somehow tie that in to racism because she, she said public hanging. So then... Some nooses turned up hanging over some trees uh, on the state capitol grounds in Mississippi. And that immediately was turned into um, another example of the way people think down in Mississippi about Republicans. And and they, they tried to um, tie her in somehow with that. And they, they, they connected her somehow to the nooses. And it turns out that the nooses were put there by a liberal organization. They were kind of protesting what she said, uh, you know, because of the public hanging. And they were, were, again, reacting hysterically the way many in the media are and somehow trying to compare that to being in favor of lynching or making light of lynching, whatever they're trying to do. And again, as it turns out, these were liberals, okay? It it wasn't um, someone who supports... Cindy Hyde Smith, um, who who threw the uh, the ropes up over the branches of the trees with the noose on the end. It was liberals. So, um, you know, the election is going to be over, what, in a couple hours? I don't know when the polls close there, 7 or 8 o'clock, whatever. And she's considered a lock. If she doesn't win, it'll be – everybody will be stunned. But um, – and since since she made the comments, okay – about um, the hanging, the public hanging, and and because people are just so terrified to be in any way uh, exposed as being somehow in favor of uh, racist activity, that Major League Baseball had contributed some money to Cindy Hyde Smith, and as soon as these comments came out, they requested their money back. I don't know why they gave her money in the first place. I don't get that, but that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. But so they also became terrified. And, and some other uh, businesses, because they knew they were going to be just absolutely trashed if they didn't, um, some corporations who somehow gave money to her campaign, they all asked for their money back and made sure that everybody knew that they asked for their money back because, again, if they don't, that means that they agree with her uh, about uh, rate, about uh, lynchings. Somebody on the MSNBC yesterday, forget who it was, actually said, "This is this is what this is how this is how they have no credibility, and and people shouldn't even just, should just stop paying attention to them really when it comes to stuff like this." Anyway. I forget who it was, but somebody on MSNBC said, "If let's just tell people in Mississippi that if you vote for Cindy Hyde Smith, you are voting for lynchings. You like lynchings. I got to find out. I, I, I just thought of that now because I saw it the other day, last night, I think, and I meant to mention it, and I forget who it was, but it was somebody prominent on, uh, uh, I believe, M- MSNBC actually said that with a straight face. And... Um, you know, and people people on the panel, they just nod in agreement. That's what happens in situations like this. So I hope she wins tonight and it gets another seat for the Republicans on the Senate. But I, as she said some other – she she said she's – she's uh, also made some kind of a comment that she – it was Stephanie Rule. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron just told me uh, that it was Stephanie Rule. And she said, um, uh, you know, if you vote for – if you vote for her, you're voting for lynchings. But um, – so, but anyway, Cindy Hyde Smith apparently made some reference to being uh, distantly related to Henry Hyde, who used to be a a, 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 a big time um, leader in the Democratic Party. 
uh, and there's the Hyde Amendment, which is, has to do with abortion that he was the author of. Uh, and she said that she she said he was from Arizona. The only problem is that he's from Illinois. So I don't get the feeling that she's the most polished and brightest bulb on the tree at this, in the U.S. Senate when she gets elected today. But um, I don't know. I, I think this guy, Mike Espy, he has some issues in his background, too, that, that uh, I don't think the media are paying as much attention to as they are to some of the stupid things that Cindy Hyde-Smith has said. But, you know, when stuff like this happens, you know, all the stuff that's going on right now uh, in politics, my reaction is just please elect people, whoever – I don't care what party it is, what gender they are, what race they are. Please elect people who want to have as little influence over my life as possible – from their positions in Washington. Elect people who want to have the federal government leave me alone. So whoever is for lower taxes, whoever is for the government, uh, for not have, uh, for whoever is opposed to uh, corporate welfare, uh, just leave me alone. Whoever is in charge, uh, whoever is, al- is running with the promise of doing as little as possible that's who I want to be elected. So so I don't care about Cindy Hyde-Smith. I just – I'd like to see the Republicans have as much of a, a majority in the Senate as possible. Other than that, I don't know anything about her. I think this hysteria over the things that she said is hysteria and stupid. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. You'll know tonight, and I'll be talking about it all over cable news tonight. And, uh, and if you watch MSNBC or CNN, you'll be – the, the number one thing they'll be talking about is lynchings, as if she is somehow in favor of them or takes them lightly, and it'll be really stupid. Uh, when we come back, something else stupid uh, that's popping up on college campuses seems to happen a lot. We'll do that when we come back here on the John Stagerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, defeating America's enemies with no apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. 
With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you remember a couple of weeks ago when uh, at a presidential press conference, Jim Acosta said uh, this. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I wanted to challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if you Let's don't go. mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. I why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, not to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need the people. Your, you know, campaign, wait, your campaign... Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask one enough. other question. Mr. President, if I, if I may Peter, ask one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's no, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I enough. Ah, yes. One of the great moments in American uh, media history. Jim Acosta, then he got his, well, you know what happened after that with his credential and all that. Well, the, the purpose of running that little piece of sound was just to show what an idiot Jim Acosta is. Because I'm pretty sure that the hundreds of people who were pilot, trying to pile over the fences uh, a few days ago, it was over the weekend, I guess, um, I don't think they were actors either. And I have a little story here. Uh, well, we, there was some hysteria, unbelievable hysteria over the tear gas uh, People saying that it was a um, uh, chemical warfare, uh, terrorism on the part of uh, Donald Trump because he uh, launched some tear gas at these people and there were some women and children involved. So I came across this story uh, by on, on Breitbart. Again, now, some people hear Breitbart and they just dismiss it right away. But uh, this is – you can – it doesn't matter who's um, – Reporting it or who where the story comes from, if they have what you do is you check the sourcing, and this is directly from the CBP, which is the uh, Customs and Border Protection Enforcement officials. Obama used tear gas at least eighty times at the border. Eighty times he used tear gas. Did you ever hear any complaints about that? I don't remember hearing any. 
Uh, the CBP use of force report shares show CS uh, tear gas used 126 times since 2012. Officials utilized pepper spray a total of 540 times during the same period. The commissioner, Kevin McClellan, said, um, as we articulated for several weeks, we have been concerned about the size of the caravan. This, remember what Donald Trump said and what Acosta said. As we've uh, articulated for several weeks, we've been concerned about the size of the caravan, the primarily single adult composition, and the aggressive and assaultive behavior at both the Honduras-Guatemala border and the Guatemala-Mexico border. Uh, U.S. government officials have noted the presence of criminals in the group, and the government of Mexico has arrested... Are you ready? Over 1,000 members for criminal violations in Mexico. But it's all women and children uh, coming north in the caravan. So please, you know, be nice to them. Don't throw tear gas at them or no matter what they do. So it turns out that um, Trump was right. This is what uh, this is what some of the hysteria about the tear gas. Hawaii Senator Brian Schatz on Twitter, he said, uh, he wondered if the tear gas violated the chemical weapons conventions, which it didn't, of course. Uh, Barbara Lee of California, who's a complete idiot, described the gassing of women and children as an atrocity and called for United Nations inspectors. Uh, and, and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez compared the migrants to Jews fleeing Nazi Germany. She needs to take a trip to the uh, to the um, uh, one of the um, concentration camps museums, the uh, Holocaust Museum. Now, uh, just in, as this is happening uh, on our college campuses, this is uh, at the at Princeton. This is uh, what, what's it cost to go there? About sixty-five thousand a year. Princeton University African American Studies professor Kianga Yamada Taylor said this: "No human is illegal. Open the border. Let them all in." That's what she said. So that's what they're getting on the college campuses. And so, how much time do I have? Aaron? I got a little bit over a minute. So uh, the examiner, Washington Examiner, did a millennial poll, and they asked America, uh, uh, call, uh, millennials, um, under 38. 38% of the younger Americans do not agree that America has a history that we should be proud of. One in eight, 14%, agree that America was never a great country and it never will be. 46% of younger Americans agree that America is more racist than other countries. 84% of Americans do not know the specific rights enumerated in the First Amendment. 19% of millennials believe that the American flag is, quote, a sign of intolerance and hatred. And 44% of younger Americans believe Obama had a bigger impact on America than, than that's, I think that's Washington. That would be George Washington, the nation's first president. These are millennials. My producer, Aaron Byrne, is a millennial. And after reading that, Aaron, you're fired. I never want to see you again. Don't ever set foot in this. No, I'm kidding. She's a smart. She's one of them smart millennials. But that you wonder why they're thinking like this when you have a, a professor out there saying, open the borders, let them all in. Just think think about what's going on in her class. But I love Erin. Uh, she, she's not going anywhere because she does a great job. And uh, I'm glad you listened because I love you, too. And I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.